Dreams they come true. No, 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 you got to be strong. Welcome to Bush and Ritchie's Daily Takeaway. Yes, that was us singing along to Gabrielle and Dreams. I think you'll agree we really do have quite something special when it comes to the vocal department. So what we're going to do for all of the new episodes of The Takeaway <laughs> this week, and it's for this week only, we're going to take requests, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk, yes. tell us what 90s pop song you'd like us to sing, and it will be the beginning of the podcast. And don't worry, if you missed it, you don't have to rewind, because we're going to end the podcast with another rendition of dreams. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. So how about this for starting off your week? Productivity. I sat down this morning and thought, right, OK, let's have a look at the emails. What are we dealing with this morning? The first email, the subject said, it's National Make-A-Will Week. Oh, my word. I'm thinking, that's not the vibes that I'm wanting to start the week off with. Also, if you're part of the, the team behind that, at least send an email on, like, Wednesday or something. Yeah, exactly. Not on Monday. Exactly. It's not, it's not a beginning of the week. I, I appreciate wills are important, but 9 o'clock on a Monday morning, it's not I'm wanting to start things. So anyway, I pushed that one to one side. Uh, next thing that comes through, stayed in a hotel over the weekend. Automated email asking me to give my verdict on the hotel stay, all this kind of thing. Oh so my. I'm ticking through. One of the questions was absolutely brutal. It was, would you mind telling us what age bracket you're in? And for the first time in my life, having had my birthday a week ago now, I'm having to tick the 45 to 54 box. Welcome to my bracket. Off the... <laughs> <laughs> but off the, back, off the back of a make-a-will make week email, this is a brutal start to the week. At least the week can only trend up. It's like a slap on both cheeks, though, isn't it? It's exactly that. So I, I'd love to find out if you have had if you've had an iffy start to the week, and you're very much working to the mantra of things can only get better. Tell us what's happened. Do you know what? It's it's kind of hanging in the balance for me. I've, I've had a minor, just a minor setback today mm -hmm. and that was I went and did the grab some stuff because we didn't have anything for lunch running around with the kids getting stuff and I've, I've gone and bought again this, this seems minor I almost don't want to bring it up but I've gone and bought unsalted butter <laughs> and if you've ever tried unsalted butter when you've had salted it's a different world it seems like nothing but I'm absolutely gutted it is very different isn't it isn't it different it is a minor setback so be thankful for it because things could get worse than unsalted butter that's right that's, I think that was the follow up D email <laughs> <laughs> which is why it didn't work. Uh, if you are also working with the thought that the week can only get better, want to hear about it. It's funny because I was looking at your tweets earlier on when I was on the train. I saw you saying about uh, that first email. And then not that long after, there was a photograph of you clicking your age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, my God, that email worked. He's been sorting his will out already. <laughs> One other thing to add into to the list on this in terms of how your day may go. I've had another mild setback earlier on as well. Now, is this uh, better or worse than the unsalted butter I episode? I don't think it can be worse than unsalted <laughs> butter. And, and again, just as a side note, if you eat unsalted butter, you're a monster. <laughs> but um, I remember I brought in some, I brought in a can of tomato soup today. Yeah, yeah, very yeah, excited yeah. about it. For some reason, some kind of like, I don't know, uh, admin thing over the past couple of years with what's been going on, they seem to have removed all normal sized bowls. Tiny bowls here, aren't they? So I've had to microwave two simultaneous... <laughs> half bowls of soup and then eat them one after another like I'm on a game show. I don't really know what to think of it, but I, I feel 
I feel a bit weird about it. Hopefully t- uh, tomorrow will be better. Uh, this person, very much like myself, I got a call from someone asking if I wanted to continue my quote for my funeral plan. How do you how do you wrap that up and say you're not interested? <laughs> what, you found life after death? <laughs> Andy's tweeted, I've just chucked half a jar of cumin in the curry that I'm making for tea tonight. That's going to be spicy. <laughs> going to be a pokey. Uh, Katie in Doncaster says, my week has started a bit iffy. Uh, I dropped the kids at school and nursery, went to the gym this morning, came home to do some work. I'm self-employed and run a business with my husband. I felt so tired after the gym and being up with a poorly baby last week. I went for a quick 20-minute power nap. I woke up two and a half hours later. <laughs> I'm now completely behind and stressed. Oh, uh, right, Simon, how can your week only get better? What's happened? Well, because I can only get rid of this hangover now. Yeah, it's just lasted, well, as I say, since Friday evening, yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Because you get to a certain age when you've got kids and everything and you don't really do anything anymore, and then you get little chances to go out and have fun, and then you pay for it for such a long time, you almost, at one point, think, you know, when you're sweaty and scared there on Sunday afternoon, feeling really weird, think, is it even worth it? Exactly. And, and that is precisely how I felt on Saturday morning. I thought that genuinely wasn't worth it, yeah. The detail we're missing here, Simon, is the Friday night. What was the Friday night? And we'll decide if it was worth it. It was an Adam Ant gig in the Roundhouse in Camden. Oh, wow. Has he still got it, Adam Ant? That's how old I am. Uh, he is. I think he's, like, in his like, late 60s now as well. So he's, he's doing pretty well. He's doing... He's doing pretty well. I'd like to be able to do that when I'm in the late 60s. Put it that way, yeah. The weird thing is now, I mean, I don't go to gigs that often, but you get a hangover and also get very sore calves from standing up. (laughs) (laughs) Things can only get better, Simon. Exactly, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Vicky's got in touch saying after dripping bin juice onto my new trainers whilst oh. putting the bins out this morning, I thought it couldn't get worse. Went to the uh, beautician to get my eyebrows done. They asked me if I wanted my whole face doing at the same time. I was mortified. Whole face doing. That has started happening with me with, with the barbers and hairdressers now. She just does my eyebrows without even thinking about it. <laughs> Maybe it'll be a whole face question next time. <laughs> this person doesn't leave their name, uh, but they've texted to say, 14 years married and my husband gave me a hickey. <laughs> I forgot all about him. My manager did a surprise drop-in. My appointment first thing this morning, in brackets, I buy cars. He was very displeased with my appearance. The week literally can only get better from here. I, have, I haven't got a will. I need to get a will. I don't have a will. Neither of us got a will. No. <laughs> you leave me all your board games. Oh, imagine that. At least I know, as I, as I expire... You'll be happy for the rest of your life. <laughs> exactly. Playing Hex Encounter, really dense <laughs> war games. How's your week? You've got to get better. Uh, Debbie, what's happened? Oh, Jesus, nice. Late to school this morning, school run. Uh, dived in the car with my granddaughter. Car's dead. Had to run in the rain, half run, half walk to school. Mm-hmm. Come back, got the RAC man out. He's completely perplexed after half an hour. He says to me, where's your spare key? I said, oh, it's in London. <laughs> what? On holiday. <laughs> he actually asked me if it was on holiday. My friend moved down there and took it by mistake. Oh, my word. So he's now posting that back to me. I've got to see if it's a key. Might not be. I've got to get a locksmith. Oh, my God. Just bad to wear, I'm afraid. So the car at the moment, you can't get in it, can't use it properly or anything? I can get in it, but it won't start. It's just, it's dead. Um, I'm hearing a particular accent. Okay. <laughs> is it going one way or the other regarding that? Blue. So it really is getting bad at the moment for you. <laughs> you know, kick me while I'm down, eh? Hey, we, you're not trying to escape, are you? If so, can I come? <laughs> yeah, you certainly can. We'd have a laugh. <laughs>
This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Can I just say this point in the show, I love them with all my heart, but my God, I'm worried about Everton. Just a little bit. Just hear the first bit of singing. Well, time is of the essence, right? This season's been a disaster movie. Uh, it's been like, you know, one thing after another has been going wrong. It's been awful. We're at the very, very real threat of relegation, running out of games and everything as well. Literally can't believe it. It's, it's like a, a nightmare that you can't wake up from. Uh, there was a chance of salvation against Brentford uh, yesterday and it was like a car crash. Mm. Don't even get me started. I've been moaning at Richie about it in the cafe earlier on yeah. before the show. Yeah. And you know what? I'm so worried about us, Everton, that I'm genuinely considering heading up to Goodison Park on Thursday for our last home game against Crystal Palace uh, and with some blue flares and I don't mean trousers and then cheering the team into the ground and, and, and egg them on which is something that the fans have been doing that this has been an amazing movement to try and get uh, Everton going again and I think I might I might be needed You guys have been um, famous for this over the last fortnight some of the receptions that the, the coaches of the teams have been getting when they get to the ground something else flares going off Dog in the air Dogs in the air I was going to mention See it's people power and yeah. that's what I love about it you know so uh, I, it's genuinely something that I'm thinking of doing but what I thought since I'm feeling like this today uh, it would be interesting to hear if anyone listening to this right now has ever like been compelled to get up and go and do something um, like n- not something that's ticketed but you know when you've gone and given your support for whatever reason so maybe like you went to the airport when Gaza and the team returned from Italia 90 remember yeah. loads of people at Heathrow when they turned up uh, maybe you gathered outside Buckingham Palace when Diana sadly died yeah. remember there was an outpouring of grief there or did you cheer the Olympic torch when it went past for, ahead of 2012 <laughs> if you've gone and if you've ever turned out to like welcome or see off a team or a person or a thing for whatever reason tell us about it about five years ago five six years ago I set my alarm clock for about 5.30 in the morning to go and do just one of those things which the, one? The return to the main line uh, of the Flying Scotsman. Oh, my word. And I got up and I drove over to uh, Wellin North Station and I got my position on the uh, the bridge over the line. With all the other good guys. <laughs> With all the other good guys and their long-range lenses and all this. And I was there for about an hour watching all these normal trains go by and then there she was, the Flying Scotsman. What a beauty. Yeah, it was brilliant. So it's good, but you, you felt compelled to go and do something. That's people power, people yeah. People power, not a ticketed event or anything in... And that's your passion. That's a good thing to go and show you. And your the sport. atmosphere was fantastic. Yeah. And I'm sure the train, if it had a little face on the front, like in Thomas the Tank Engine, that I imagine your crowd do imagine sometimes, it'd be absolutely chuffed. I've got a pick on my phone somewhere. I'll find it for you in a sec. No, no you're right. Let's press on with the show. So look, there you go. That, he's done that. I, I want to do the Everton thing. If you've ever turned out to welcome, please put your phone down. <laughs> if you ever turned out to welcome or see off a team, a person, a thing, or even a train, we want to hear from you. Uh, Michelle says, our boys, when their ships set sail from Portsmouth, I've, I've seen that so many times on the telly because the, the, the dockyard down there is just it's almost like a natural arena it looks amazing that would be a great thing to go down to I'd see. love to wave off a boat yeah that would be something out of the 1920s or something Ippy says uh, Sean Goater's last game in English football for Southend United couldn't get a ticket but got in when the gates opened with 10 minutes left he got subbed after about 5 minutes and took ages to leave the pitch 
Uh, sounds like Rondon. And then Dante says, Dante, Dante says, uh, he went down to see, uh, do you remember this David Blaine in that Perspex box near the Thames? Oh, wow. Yes, I do. Uh, if you've ever gone and done something <laughs> like that, we want to hear from you. It's inspirational. It's people power. Mark was one of the people who welcomed England home to Luton after Italia 19. Oh, is that with Gazza and the plastic <laughs> that tummy? was that famous one, yeah. Oh, what a night. Uh, we've got Tracy on the line. Tracy, what did you turn out for? So it was the launch of the last Harry Potter book. Oh, right. What was that one, just to remind us? Uh, Deathly Hallows. Part right. two. Okay. Yeah, so myself, two friends from America who I'd met online, came over, stayed with me, and we went to the launch in Piccadilly in London um, at midnight with, with thousands of other people queuing to get our books. Were you, uh, were you dressed as any of the characters, uh, Tracy? Sadly, I wasn't, although I did have my wand with me. Oh, <laughs> love that, love that. And were there, were there any sort of, like, celebrities that were down there for the book? Um, no, it, unfortunately not. There were just thousands and thousands of fans. Have you got a name? of Harry Potter fans got, uh, like, a collective name down? Potterheads, yes. Potterheads. Potterheads. I love that. I, I, I was a house full of them when I was at Swansea <laughs> University back in the 90s. Yeah, there is a different name for those. You, you've got a couple more letters than that one. Uh, and, and Tracy, you pick up the book at midnight. Can you remember how long it took you to read it? Well, there were three of us and we had to keep stopping to discuss it. So I think we got through it in about 20 odd hours. Love it. We respect that. This is people power, if ever we heard of it. So well done. Thank you. Another little text just bubbled in about people power. This one says, when Villa won the playoffs, I took John McGinn some party rings as my mate who works for Villa said he loved them. A few weeks ago, I met McGinn and he remembered the gift. <laughs> you wouldn't forget someone turned up at your doorstep with party rings, that's for sure. Right, and I think we can squeeze in one more call about people power, people turning up to go and see amazing events just because they feel compelled. And this one has a little bit of intrigue because the person would wish to stay anonymous, which is fine. Uh, tell us, what did you see? Uh, we just, I think it was the last Concord uh, uh, flight, and I was working on that show at the time, and, yeah, uh, Richard Maley came, obviously, I came on, he came on and watched it with us, and it was just, his commentary was just quite outstanding. There was all the cliches coming out a lot, yeah, it was, it was probably more Partridge than Partridge himself, but, yeah, but... Yeah. <laughs> so you, you were you were uh, working on a show with Richard Madeley. We won't say your name, but he then came out to uh, witness Concords with you, but was given a, you a running commentary. Yes, it was um, quite spectacular. Yeah. I think that's a privilege. I think that's a I'd privilege. Yeah. Well, every time I think of it, I, know, I just think of Richard Madeley. I think also, I think even we saw like the last uh, the route master go past the studios, and that was with him as well. I mean, give us <laughs> the last route master and wave off. There's a, there's a theme going places. on here, I think, a pattern. Yeah, a Madeley theme. I've got lots of my memories are tainted by the Madeley. So. <laughs> <laughs> Blessed by. <laughs> Blessed by the Madeley. Yes, exactly. This is Bush and Rich's daily takeaway. Thanks to ten weeks of tickets, we're giving you the chance to uh, go to the. Neighbourhood Weekender. It's happening the 28th and 29th of May in Warrington. Uh, some brilliant acts playing, including Cortinas, Kasabian, Blossoms, Manic Street Preachers, Fratellis and Wet Leg. All you need to do is take part in a game that we call Who Claims Wins. Uh, let's meet our callers tonight. On line one, we've got Sam. Sam, where are you representing? Hi, I'm from Wallington in Surrey. Fantastic. Oh, I thought you said Warrington, but no, you said no, Wallington. Wallington. It really would have been your neighbourhood. Just round the corner. Yes. <laughs> uh, do, you know, do you know what you're having for tea this evening, Sam? Uh, yeah, I've got a prawn, um, sorry, chicken and chorizo, a salad, homemade. 
That's, oh. that's very fancy. Really quite impressed with that. Not much to say. Sam, stay there. On the other line is Karen. How are you doing, Karen? I'm all right, thank you. Uh, you've heard Sam going on about going on about her chicken chorizo thing, telling everyone, anyone about it. What are you having for tea tonight? Um, we're having southern fried wedges and a pasty, I believe. <laughs> Wow, that is an amazing dinner. A combo that I would not necessarily have sought. God, I love an evening pasty with chips and stuff. Oh, southern fried wedgies. Amazing. (laughs) Well done, both of you. Right, look, here's the rules. Uh, We've got a random topic coming up. It's got many uh, many possible answers. Sammy, you will have to say how many answers you think you could give in 30 seconds. Karen, you'll then have the opportunity to claim to think if you could name more or less than Sam. Now, whoever thinks they could claim more will then have 30 seconds to do it. If they manage it they win the tickets if they don't they lose the tickets to the other player so let's play who claims wins right then sam over to you first how many uk top 40 singles by the manic street preachers do you think you can name in 30 seconds oh my god let's have a number oh Oh, i'm trying to think now no no don't don't need a man now we just need a number yeah, no, I know. I just I don't even know if I can think of... Oh, God. Uh, Come ahead, Sam. Just give us a number. I'm going to have to... Two. Two. Karen, do you think you can name more than two, or do you want to challenge Sam to do her two? Uh, right. Um, oh. More than what? two or challenge? Oh, no. Wait a minute. Uh, I don't want to wait. I want an answer. <laughs> um... Karen, mate, come on. I'm going to let her go because I can't think. Okay, okay. Go Sam, you got your two. You've got 30 <laughs> seconds for your two. Time now. Oh, my God, we're now all going blank as well. Oh, no. <laughs> Goodness. I can't even think. I'm going to get a light them. I can't think of any of them now. Have a go. Oh, Say anything. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's completely gone. And I can sing it in my head. Just say it out of it rather than seeing it. Oh, look, this is pants. Yeah, I can't even do it. I, I've just gone blank. Time's up. Time's up. Oh, dearie <laughs> me. Which means, by default, <laughs> Karen wins. <laughs> oh, Karen, congratulations. Well done, Karen. I'm, I'm oh, speechless. I want to thank both of you for being part of probably the worst radio competition I've ever been involved in my entire life. And I've done some terrible things. No worries. Well, Karen, you've won it. You've absolutely won it. Now that just out of interest, and nothing's on this, by the way, out of interest, to both of you, is anything now coming to mind? Bob guy could tolerate this. The irony. Well, yeah. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Uh, it's an honour to welcome to the show Jeff Brazier. Jeff, good to have you on. You're a life coach, mental health ambassador. You've written an amazing grief survival guide. Uh, when, when you're coping with stuff, given that this is a late night show, is there a certain time yeah. of the day when you when you feel most vulnerable? And would that be late nights and in the evenings, do you think? No, it's when you're on your own, and that can happen at any time of day. Now, I do a lot of miles for um, for two of my jobs, actually, so I'm forever driving up and down motorways, and I think it's in those moments. Sometimes you can feel a bit isolated and on your own. Uh, obviously, you can just reach out and make a phone call, but it's it's really odd. It, when we need to make a phone call, that's often when, it find, when we find it most uh, difficult to actually pick up the phone. Do you also... Would it be a fair thing to say, Jeff... Um... 
looking at us chaps specifically, that sometimes loneliness, you don't necessarily have to be physically on your own to feel lonely. I think sometimes us guys, we're, we find it so so much harder to open up to each other that can actually be lonely whilst we're around some of our friends. Yeah, that's no, really insightful because I think that what, what can happen is that some people consider themselves to be the same uh, version of themselves literally for years and years and they never really question it, whereas a lot of us actually feel like um, we change when the world changes around us. And as we know, the last couple of years have been particularly uh, unsettling um, and there's been a lot of uncertainty around, you know, what what's going on, how long is it going to go on for? And I don't think we're necessarily out of that. So mm. we can sometimes play a bit of a role or at least project um, socially and publicly what we think other people expect of us when actually that's not how we really feel. So again, you can be trapped uh, and feel like you're a bit of a prisoner in your own in your own skin in that respect. And the one thing that we need to do to make sure that we don't feel like we're we're actually playing a part in a in a in a in a soap is to you know be able to to communicate these things. Um, and I think what will always take people by surprise is that we're very rarely the only one who is experiencing this feeling of wow the world's really changing and going in like a different direction and i don't know whether i can keep up with it yeah no absolutely and you you mentioned earlier on about you know making a call and speaking to someone do do sometimes people get away with with whatsapp whatsapp has has changed has has gone in in replacement of uh phone calls i'll whatsapp my friends now where where, say five ten years ago i would have i would have called them do you think sometimes people can get away or cover over the fact that they're struggling because you know a jovial whatsapp message makes someone look like they're absolutely fine a call you can't really hide you can't hide no you can hear it in people's voices especially when you know them particularly well I've been running a community project which has been bringing people into workshops, walk and talks, lots of different events uh, that give people uh, a reason to really just feel like they're part of a community and to connect. And I think like the last couple of years has isolated us if you know if not physically but mentally in some respects and I think we've socially regressed in 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 certain ways to different extents depending on you know who we are and what we're all about but um I think the remedy for a lot of the things that we feel are, are, are worsening um, is to actually come together. And, and and as I say, like whether it's part of a, a running group, whether it's part of an exercise class, whether it's part of a walk and talk on a Sunday afternoon, any of these things are a way to just feel connected with other human beings. You don't even have to talk about what you perceive to be your issue. Yeah. Um, what we're finding is that actually just being in the company of others can go a lot further than we realise to actually making us feel like we're not on our own and that we are actually a, a, a part of something wider. I think when we are actually on, on our own <clears throat> and we feel lonely and isolated, um, then all of a sudden it's so much harder for us to, to sort out our, our issues because, it, you know, this is just a conversation that we're having in our own head. There's no perspective to be had. There's no uh, reassurance or validation to be given. Yeah, We've got to put us, I think we've got to really challenge ourselves to put ourselves in social circles. And it doesn't necessarily have to be, as I say, um, like, you know, we're here to talk about X. It can be we're here to play football. We're here to... Uh, to walk we're here to talk about something completely different and I always think that that actually just just being a part of a group that literally is where the solutions start to start to happen organically it doesn't have to be complicated and it doesn't have to be done or held by a therapist how would you encourage someone who is is hearing that and thinking yeah that would be good for me um 
but hasn't necessarily had that that mate sort of reach out and invite them out to do something. Sometimes actually making that that first step yourself, thinking, do you know what, it would be good for me to get involved with X, Y and Z, is, is harder when you haven't got someone saying, hey, I do this, come along and join me, you'd enjoy it and all that kind of stuff. How, how would you encourage someone to, to go out and make that first step themselves? No, I hear you. Sometimes we're waiting for something external to happen in order for us to make that move that we recognise that we need to. The truth is, who is responsible for our mental health? I suppose we can look at it and say there is, there, there's a lot of things that will have happened in our lives that we didn't ask for, that we don't control, that have left us feeling a certain way about ourselves and about the world that we live in. The truth is, is if, if we are going to get ourselves out of the situation that we're in, if we're going to start to make an improvement for our own mental health, um, you know, for the good of us, for the good of our, our, our loved ones and everyone around us, we've got to take some sort of responsibility for for the fact that that needs to happen. Yeah. Um, there might be people sitting there feeling like, no, um, you know, I, it, it, I didn't ask for this. I didn't want to be in this position. And and you know what? You, you're right. I, I can completely uh, understand why people would sit and feel like they're, uh, they've been a victim of something because more often than not, they probably have been. Uh, but the truth is, is that that person isn't going to come and say, I'm really sorry. You know, uh, I take it all back. A lot of the times you don't get those apologies that you're looking for. We we have to literally find it within ourselves. So I'm going to make the first move. I didn't ask to be in this position, but yeah. I know that it's me who needs to dig myself out of it. So I'm going to go and partake in something that's outside of my comfort zone. But I'm going to do it because I know that that outside of my comfort zone is where the growth and development and recovery starts to happen so social media is quite confusing isn't it jeff because you know it can be we've seen loads of examples of how it can be really harmful but then we've heard from a lot of uh, absolute radio and home time listeners on this evening's show tonight about how social media has helped them reach out and find those groups that you were just alluding to so what's your view on social media and its role in loneliness and how people feel i think it's a great notice board all right, so when I'm when I'm pinning up my adverts for right, we're doing a walk and talk, we're doing a, a grief workshop, we're doing you know gardening or planting your own vegetables, whatever it is, any old excuse to get people together. Social media is of course a massive asset. It's also a massive distraction, and it, it also shows you that other people are living a better life than you, or so we perceive. Um, you know, so really, you have to understand it for what it is. You have to know when to dip in, know when's enough. Uh, and know that if you're the sort of person that gets up and has to scroll for through your phone for a half hour in the morning and that you probably do the same when you go to bed at night and not only should you not have your phone by your bedside but you've got to know when you've been sucked in and you've yeah. got to know when when these things have actually got you as opposed to you know you being a there's this old saying really about you know are, are you using it or is it using you and i think we can all probably sit there and just think yeah, actually, social media has absolutely got me sucked in. And, and, and again, we have to take responsibility for our use because ultimately it's in our hands. It's, it's No one's forcing us. But yes, they do make it absolutely as engaging as they possibly can because it's a business and that's what they're trying to do is steal your attention and your focus. That's something for us to fight against. Jeff, we really appreciate you talking to us tonight. Um, when people get up tomorrow morning uh, and they've... they've mm. They've heard this special one-off bedtime show tonight. They get up tomorrow morning. They want to make a change. They want to do something different. What would you? What would? What would be the most simple little first step um, that you might um, advise someone to to take? 
Yeah, the first thing that you do is something kind for yourself. So is it that you go for a walk, any form of exercise? Do you read a book? Do you meditate? Do you uh, treat yourself to a, a healthy breakfast? Um, do you ring someone and tell them that you love them? There, there are lots of things that we can, we can lay down a marker and say, this day is going to be different to yesterday and every other day before that. We're, we're going to start this how we mean to, to go on. And again, it's seeing yourself as being worthy of having a good day. Um, and, and also knowing that the only person that can really instigate any great change or progress in your life has to be you. So my challenge is pick three things that you're going to do on this day or the next day in order to be kind to yourself. Because if you've been kind to yourself, then you know your day is going to be a better day. That's fantastic. And if you listen to this now thinking, Jeff speaks some sense, I want to I hear more, Jeff. Well, there's a brilliant podcast series you've done uh, for Absolute Radio called Only Human. You can get that through the app. And then I see here that you're, you're coming to my neck of the woods, uh, South End. You're hitting the road for mental health on March the 1st. Tell us about that, Jeff. Um, yeah, I think I, I did. I went to South End for, for BT and I, we, we instigated a walk and talk between myself, the club and um, some people that work for the local newspaper. Um, and any time I ever come to Roots Hall again, I will, I'll, I'll be doing the same. So uh, hopefully you'll join us for the next one. Fantastic. Yeah. Just reading that. That was in the past. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to out you. I get, I get very confused you know? by years. You know, that's going to be one of my three yeah. things tomorrow. Work out what year it is. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's progress, mate. It's late. It's late at night, right? Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, uh, Jeff Brazier. Thank you so much for speaking to us. Really appreciate it. Such a pleasure. Thank you. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. Now, if this home time show was uh, a committee meeting, if it was the agenda, we've probably reached the part of the show that is any other business, and some communiques have come in. You can always get in touch with us. Tweet us at Absolute Radio. You can email us, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. First up, do you remember, a few weeks back, uh, we spoke to listener Carl. Uh, we were talking about deadlines, things that needed to be done, and Carl was having to make an Iron Man costume uh, for an upcoming Comic-Con at London's Excel. I think when we spoke to him, he'd only done his shin pads. <laughs> so we're a little bit concerned. Well, good news, everybody. Uh, it's done and dusted and ready for Comic-Con. Carl has sent us a picture which we're going to share on the Absolute Radio socials. It is fantastic. It looks absolutely amazing. He's got lasers and stuff coming out of his hand. The, the, the front of the face bit comes off like actual Iron Man. There's lights. The best thing is, have a look at the photo, it's just him walking around the garages at the end of his house. <laughs> so his, his neighbours are looking out the window thinking, oh my God, it's Iron Man. Iron Man's there, wow. So well done. Proud dad moment there. Yeah. Proud dad's moment. Now, let's say dad's like uh, uh, my two dads, the, yes. the show from the 90s. Uh, Stuart, listen to Stuart, who also got in touch. He was on his way. Do you remember he was going to go uh, to the base camp at the at the the summit or is the bottom? What's the bottom? Base camp is definitely the bottom. The bottom is what's the summit? The top. The summit's the top. Oh, no, that's it. He was going to do summit at the base camp. <laughs> Basically, uh, at Everest, he sent us a photo over the weekend of him sat there on a big stone. Now you know, like if people go to the Leaning Tower of Pisa, Pisa they put their finger and yeah. they try and lean against it in a yeah. photo. I think Eiffel Tower, you put your finger over the top of it at distance. Uh, this appears to be the thing with Everest. You sit underneath it with the peak just popping out the top of your head. <laughs> and Stu sent us a photo there. So we want to say well done to both of them and proves what a brilliant audience we have. And if you've got anything like that you're proud of you'd like to share with us, because we love hearing about it, uh, drop us an email, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. The Daily Takeaway. Russian Richie's daily takeaway. Dreams can come true. Look at me, babe, I got you. You know you got to have them. 
You know, you, know, you got, got to be, be strong. Yeah. Uh, you, you could tell uh, there was a, there's a gap in my knowledge of the lyrics. <laughs> well, I'm more the vocalist, you're more the guitarist. It's fine, don't I, worry. I did almost did a bass line underneath. You did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Teamwork, see? Teamwork. But bear that in mind for tomorrow's song. Home time at absoluteradio.co.uk. If you do that, German 99 Red Balloons and Hannah Minotis in. It's not 90s. Oh, is it a 90s song? Oh, yeah, it's got to be 90s pop. Phew, I'm in the clear.